0: back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan. This week, I kick off a new series on the science of gardening with a look at the difference between two types of flowering plants, monocots and dicots. But first, this episode is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. In this intense thriller, cybersecurity expert Jeff Aiken discovers that the New York Stock Exchange has been hacked, and someone on the inside knows. More on the Rogue Code audiobook and why you should listen in just a moment. As I've mentioned before, scientists love to classify things. Whether it's a bison, buffalo, or something in between, some scientists just can't seem to get enough of arranging things into phylogenies. So of course, they've come up with all kinds of exciting ways to classify the angiosperms of the plant kingdom, more commonly referred to as flowering plants. The two main groups of angiosperms are the monocots and dicots. Dicots are sometimes referred to as eudicots, which sounds a lot like eudicat, but which actually means true dicots, so we'll just stick with dicot for reasons that will hopefully make sense. The cot in monocot and dicot is short for cotyledon, which is Greek for seed leaf. It refers to the first leaf to emerge from a germinated seed. As you might have already inferred from their names, monocots have one seed leaf, while dicots have two. If you've ever had a child bring home a little cup of dirt with a bean seed planted in it and watch two little leaves poke up out of the soil, those are the ones we're talking about. Now, if you are watching a plant poke up out of the ground for the first time, it's pretty easy to tell if it's a monocot or a dicot. If it's got one leaf, it's a monocot. If it's got two, it's a dicot. But what about ones that you see growing in your yard? Well, it turns out that's pretty easy to figure out as well. The first thing you can look at are the leaves. Monocot leaves tend to have parallel lines that run the length of the leaf. Dicots, on the other hand, will have a web of lines crisscrossing willy-nilly all over the leaf, and they tend to come from a central rib. Another telltale sign is the root system. If you pull a monocot up by the roots, you'll see a stringy mess of crisscrossing roots. Dicots, on the other hand, tend to have a large central tap root with smaller roots branching off of it. If you've ever tried to pull up a dandelion, and saw the long, thick root in the center, that is a typical characteristic of dicots. The final easy way to tell the difference between monocots and dicots is by their flowers. Monocot flowers tend to have petals in multiples of three. Their sepals, the parts that wrap around the petals before the blossom opens, are sometimes the same color as the petals. So you'll see three petals and three sepals that are the same color. If it doesn't have petals in a multiple of three, then it's probably a dicot. Now, unless you're a botanist or a gardener that has a strange desire to classify their plants, you might be wondering why you'd care about this. Well, there are a couple reasons why the average gardener might want to know if a plant they're looking at is a monocot or a dicot. The first reason is that some herbicides will only kill monocots, others will only kill dicots, and some will kill both. So if you're spraying your yard to get rid of dandelion, You want an herbicide that will kill dicot, sometimes called broadleaf plants, because grass is a monocot, and you probably don't want to kill the grass in your yard. On the other hand, if you're spraying your garden area to kill the grass, you might want an herbicide that only kills monocots, so that any stray grass will die, but your dicot beans will still live. However, you wouldn't want to do that if you're growing corn, because corn is also a monocot. In fact, it's in the same family as grass. So if you've got both monocots and dicots in your garden, you're just going to have to pull the weeds by hand, which is probably better for your health anyway. Another reason you might want to know the difference is that most monocots, grass being a notable exception, don't do well if you cut their tops off. If you've ever seen people cut the tops off of trees to curb their growth in the hopes that they'll grow back in a better way, know that this will only work on dicots. If you try this on, say, a palm tree, which is a monocot, it will most likely just die. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. When Jeff Aiken is called in to investigate a possible breach in the New York Stock Exchange, he finds that the system has been hacked, and it seems traders may have allowed it to happen. Instead of praising him for his discovery, the NYSE turns on Aiken, accusing him of grand larceny. Now Jeff must find and expose the criminals behind the theft to protect the U.S. economy and prove his own innocence. The search takes Aiken to the back alleys of Heo de Janeiro, where he takes on some of the world's most ruthless cartels. To hear an excerpt today, go to mcmillanaudio.com slash rogue code. So now you know more about dicots, monocots, and hopefully why that information is helpful to the average gardener. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook, or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery.